everybody welcome back to another episode of inside the genie's lamp podcast uh hopefully and i'm gonna already say that this is probably gonna be a lie by the time i end this episode hopefully this is gonna be a super quick one about motivation how it comes in two different ways and how you can use this knowledge to your advantage so the first thing i'm going to say is that motivation in in my eyes anyway Motivation only really exists if you're in a flow state, which means everything is going good. Everything has that momentum for you to want to keep pushing, for you to want to keep following up a positive result with a positive action, because obviously this feels good. I need to do more of that. So then you go and do that. And it can also work in a negative way of I'm upset right now. I'm going to listen to a sad song. So when you're upset and you have those negative emotions, you're going to follow that up by doing things that are negative. Like, oh, I can't be bothered going to the gym. Fuck it. I'll just stay home. I'll sit on the couch or I'll order Uber Eats. Things that aren't in your best interest. But you'll do them because you're motivated to do nothing. Um, and then contrary to that, you are motivated to do something positive because you had a positive result. E.g. I lost five kilos. Fantastic. That feels awesome. Going to keep doing what I'm doing. Going to keep following it up with successful actions, which is really all life is about is that if you find something is successful keep repeating that successful action until it just becomes a part of your everyday lifestyle so that way you can start to instill even more positive actions or beliefs or whatever you can start testing yourself because the positive thing that you had to force yourself to do is now just a part of your everyday lifestyle and that's how you start changing lives but it's easier said than done of course so today I'm going to be talking about motivation, how it has two different paths and what you can realistically do with this knowledge and how to, I suppose, get shit done even if you're not motivated or even if you are, how to use it to your advantage even more. So the sun is beaming through my window and I'm almost blind, though if you're listening to this, you'll have no idea. But if you're watching it, I look high. Anywho. Uh, so the first path that you can go down with motivation is, and I'm going to be talking about these two. There are a lot more specific ones, but I feel like these are the two big ones that we need to focus on for today anyway. So the first path of motivation is you want to do it for yourself or you want to do it. So for example, a lot of people hit this tipping point where they say enough is enough I need to do this for me. I need to do it for my family. I want to get in shape. I want to be healthy. I want to have a better relationship with food, with myself, what I see in the mirror, a uh, better relationship with my partner, with my kids, with whatever is going on in your life. You want to be able to have that relationship with everything because if you don't have that quality relationship with yourself, everything else is going to suffer for it. So you want to better yourself and that is amazing so you use that decision of i want to feel better look better think better all these things you're just like i want to level up i want to do this for me i want to do it for my kids i want to do it for my partner that's the first type of motivation and it is incredibly motivating when you know that's your motivation when you know that's your purpose so having that motivation and this is why i always preach on having a purpose because you can't really fail at having a purpose. It always changes and you're always in pursuit of it. So it's always going to keep motivating you to like, oh, if I do this today, that'll benefit me five years from now. 100% depends on where you're at in your life. At the moment, this works really well for me. 
having my purpose, knowing where I'm going, knowing what my big ticket plan, idea, whatever is, which is I'm going to create a life and a business now so that in five years time, I can start to step away from business, take more time for looking after my family and have the financial freedom to be able to be an awesome dad, to be there for my kids, pick them up from school, take them to school, do whatever. You know, that's my purpose. I know that everything I do from here on out is going to be in pursuit of that. So the, when you've got that purpose, it's motivating as all hell, but that works for me now because I'm established, somewhat successful and I believe in myself and know where I'm going. So that's what motivates me. But there was a time four or five years ago where I was just taking it day by day. I just have to get through today. If I can get to the gym, it's been a good day. If I wake up and have breakfast, it's been a good day. So it 100% depends on where you're at and what sort of motivation is going to work for you. I always preach on having a purpose, having your big picture visualization, this type of grand scheme of things, because you can't really fail at that. If I, well, you can, but it's very hard to, and it's also incredibly motivating. So that is the first thing that works for me. Having that big purpose, having that big picture vision of this is where I'm going to be in five years because it motivates me. And that is my purpose. And I can't really fail at that because there is nothing that I can do today or tomorrow. I feel anyway, that is going to deter me from being a good dad, from being a good partner. It doesn't matter how successful I am in business or in life or whatever. I know that that purpose of me being there for my kids isn't, it's, it's a non-negotiable thing. It's just, it's what's going to happen. And for me, there is no, what if it doesn't work out? What if it's, it's bad or what if that? I'm like, that's, it's unacceptable. It's not going to work out. So I need to do everything right now to set myself up for the future. Um, but then again, four or five years ago, it was just, right, what can I do to set myself up so I don't feel like shit by lunchtime? I'm going to go to the gym, different types of motivations for different individuals, for different circumstances, for different mindsets, for different parts of your life. This is why it's important to figure out where you're at so that I can meet you there so that we can go through it together because I've been at both ends. So that is the first path of motivation of, I want to do this because I want to feel better because I like having this feeling or emotion or being in control of my life and I'm sick of doing whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it's good to have that major motivation compared to, I want to lose weight. Why? Oh, I just want to lose weight. I suppose I felt a bit better at 70 than I did at 80. Okay, cool. That's not going to be very motivating. You wake up in the morning and you're like, man, I've got to get up because I want to lose weight. You're going to go back to bed. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be unmotivating as fuck. So this is why it's also important to have a goal that's better than I want to lose weight. If you can change it in, I go to the gym or I wake up early to go to the gym because it makes me feel better, which starts my entire day. And then you can have that train of thought as you're getting up and getting ready, as opposed to, I need to get up because I need to be 70 kilos. You're not getting up to be 70 kilos or 80 or 90 or whatever your goal is, unless you're a bodybuilder. No one is motivated as even bodybuilders aren't fucking motivated to be like, right, today's the day I hit 70. Some of them might be, but most of them aren't. So you need to switch your motivation from here is my goal of hitting 70 kilos into here is my purpose or my vision, or here's the reason why I do what I do. 
because then once you have that reason, you have that purpose, you can hit little goals along the way because you're never going to fail at having a purpose, but you will fail at hitting 70 kilos on the scales. You will fail at something with a number on it. It's very possible to fail at that. But if you say, I want to do this because of whatever, it's very hard to fail that goal because there is no direct result outcome, whatever, that is going to be like, I didn't go to the gym today. I'm a failure as a mum, or whatever it is. You can't have that direct correlation of, I didn't go to the gym. I'm a failure as a mum because it's like, well, no, hang on a second. Your kid has a roof over its head its head, his or her head. <laughs> they're, they're fed well. They have a mom. They have a dad. If they don't, then they've got you as a mom or they've got you as a dad or they've got whatever. They have their life that they have because you're a good mom. If you're listening to this, I already know that you're an amazing mom. So congratulations. You're listening to a podcast and I just confirmed how awesome you are because you're actually listening to this and you're an awesome mom. So take that smile and embrace the rest of your life because you know that damn well, you're going to do everything you can to protect that kid. So not going to the gym means fuck all in the grand scheme of things. But if you have that goal of going to the gym to lose 70 kilos, you will tie that going to the gym to 70 kilos, which means that you can fail a lot easier at that. I didn't wake up to go to the gym. I'll never be 70 kilos. I have failed. It's a lot easier to make that direct correlation as opposed to, I didn't go to the gym. I'm a bad mum. There are so many more things that go into it, but then it also could be the fact of, and this is where people need the perspective. They need that coach or friend or family member who's on the outside looking in saying, of course, you didn't go to the gym today. You've been tired as fuck. You've been stressed at work. You've been under eating. You've been in a calorie deficit. You've been doing all these things, which are incredibly stressful and taxing on you, your mental health and your emotional health and all these things. Skipping one gym session is going to be fine. So... That's the first path of motivation where it's, I want to do this because insert reason or purpose. It's going to be motivating more than I want to hit this small goal along the way, which is realistically going to do nothing. The second big thing of motivation, and this is where I find a lot of people have a major downfall because they don't hit that enough is enough. They just keep going and going and going and going until this second wave of motivation comes in where it's, sorry, Mr. Morals, you need to lose weight or else you're going to die in two years. Then it becomes, I need to lose weight because the doctor told me to. And that is not motivating as fuck. That is not going to empower you to get up in the morning. That's not going to make you feel energized or ready or like, yeah, let's take on the day. It feels like someone is telling you to do something because your life is that fucked up that you didn't do anything about it or live proactively in the first place that now you're like, man, my life isn't my own. Now I have to do all this stuff. Now I've got to do this. I'm being told to do it. Fuck it. And you're going to give up. Most likely. Hopefully you don't. Hopefully if you are listening to this and you are in that situation, hopefully you don't reach out to me. And I'll fucking, I'll help you. I'll help you get away from all of that. But you can either decide to do it yourself and do it for the betterment of you, your family and your entire life and everyone that comes into contact with you. Or you can keep doing exactly what you're doing and wait for a doctor to tell you that you're going to die in 12, 24 months if you don't lose weight. And that is one of the most unmotivating things in the world because Not only is it a direct correlation of every decision and every result and everything you have done up in, like in your life up until this moment where the doctor has said, 
you need to lose weight or you're going to die or your kids aren't going to have a dad or a mum, or anything like that. It's all on you. And that's why it, it hurts so much to hear that because they're essentially, not essentially saying, but this is my point of view anyway, and this is why I am so proactive about what I'm doing is because one, I can't live the life that I want to be living if I'm 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 kilos overweight. I cannot reach that point of a doctor saying, hey, everything you've done in your life up until this point, it's wrong and you're going to die. So deal with that however you want, but here are the facts. Your heart is stressed because of blah, blah, blah. Your joints are stressed because of blah, 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 which means that your blood pressure and everything internally is dead because of blah, blah, blah. Probably not dead. If everything inside was dead, you would be dead. But this is why I believe there are two points of motivation, and this is very one end of the spectrum or the other. But if you decide you want to do it for yourself and do it for your family, you're going to spend a lot less money on takeaway coaches, personal training, gym memberships. You're going to save yourself upwards of like on average about $20,000, $30,000 at least. And I wonder what the, I'm pretty sure Australians spend, I think $7,800 a year on health and fitness. Let's, let's search this average Australian spend on health every year. Let's see what this comes up with. In 2018-19, total health spending was $195.7 billion, equating to $7,772 per person. There you go. Health spending increased by 3.1%, which was slightly lower than the decade average of 3.5%. There you go. Equating to 7,700 per person. Jesus. About 10% of Australia's GDP is spent on health, which is amounted to $195 billion. Jesus Christ. All right, there you go. The program's looking pretty fucking cheap now, isn't it? <laughs> so, if you think about all those years that are spent on you living an unhealthy life and the effect it has on your family and everything like that, then it's going to be a very, very big savings, not just from your bank account that you could put back into your mortgage, put into a new car and have this weird freedom, which is obviously why my program is called the Fitness Freedom Family or the Fitness Freedom Transformation Program is because I don't want to coach you forever. I want you to have that life of freedom where you don't have to worry about paying a personal trainer or how many calories are in this thing or what do I do because there's too much information out there and I'm overwhelmed. I want to give you that freedom because once you've got it, you don't have to pay a personal trainer, put it into a new car, new mortgage, go on dinner dates, spend it on your kids, spoil your family, do whatever it is. Just take control of your health, which is going to be motivating as all shit to you because you are saying I'm doing something for myself for the first time in insert years or months or whatever, which is the most common thing that people come to me and they go, I'm so glad that I did this because now it feels like I'm taking control of my health, my finances, my relationships, my everything else. And they do see much better results than people that come to me and say, yeah, my wife says that I need to lose weight or doctor says that I need to lose weight. They're not really going to be super motivated to do it. They're going to feel defeated before even starting. So hopefully everybody that is listening to this, you have that proactive approach of taking care of your health and fitness and 
everything that comes under that because not only are you going to be proactively helping yourself, your family, and everyone that comes into contact with you, you're going to be saving a lot of money. Think about if you started today, hypothetically, if you started today, the amount of money you would save compared to if you started your health journey five years from now, the currents, the currents, the current lifestyle, habits, behaviors, decisions, and everything about you and who you are and what you do on a daily basis. I want you to extrapolate that by five years. If you do everything that you currently do for five years, how much money do you think you're going to have to spend to undo everything that you've just done extrapolated over five years compared to if you started today were proactive and wanted to be the best version of yourself or the best mum you could be or the best dad you could be or whatever. Think about how much money you would save by starting today compared to starting five years from now. Not only how much money would you save there, how much money would you save on Uber Eats, on going out every weekend, on random shit, on maybe five years from now by taking care of your health now, You'd be able to afford a mortgage based on, not maybe afford a pure mortgage, but a sizable dent into your mortgage purely because you've just changed your habits and lifestyle and behaviors and decision-making processes. And you've invested in yourself early, which means that now you have the money to do whatever you want now often. So this is why I always talk about personal development and investment and investing in yourself because you're always going to get a return on it. There are some things out there where you could put, I don't know, $3,000 into cryptocurrency and the coin crashes or you chuck it into the stock market and that fucking business goes out of business. Then you're out $3,000 and you've done literally nothing. You're in the worst spot ever because you've lost money and you haven't developed anything. But if you spend three, five, eight, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000, whatever number it is in your head that you want to spend or feel uncomfortable spending, but know that it's going to be the best decision you've ever made. Insert anyone that's on my program. Um, shameless plug-in. If you lean into personal development and investment, even if it's the shittest, like I'll use mine as an example. My first investment was $20,000. It was definitely not worth $20,000. I'll say that. It was maybe worth about 3000 but they sold me very well. And... The thing about that is that I still look at it is even though the program was not worth it and the coach was a complete fuckwit, getting into that who is now out of business and has is starting to try up and starting to try his luck at it again, um, but fucked himself that badly that he had to change his name. Think about that for a second. Um, not only do I still consider that the best investment I've ever made, because it got the ball rolling on personal development. It gave me some tools along the way. And it also taught me what not to do with current clients, what not, how not to run a business. It gave me a lot of looking back on it. I'm so grateful that I did do that because it gave me a lot of insight as to how to not run a business, how to not treat employees, how to not treat clients how to not be a fuckwit, really, how to not be a complete douche and sell out all of your clients and coaches and partner and everything like that. So that was a lot of fun. And it got the ball rolling on personal development. Like, shit, if I did that, imagine what I could do if I pay 
a fraction of that. If I pay $10,000 to a coach I actually believe in or $5,000 to a coach I actually believe in, it's now up to $60,000 on personal development that I have spent. And it is the best amount of money that I have ever spent in the world because even if from that $20,000 investment, it was not worth 20,000, but in my eyes it was. For the pure like product versus cost, it was not worth it. But product versus what I got out of it at the end game, versus cost, it was 100% worth it. Because even though that quote unquote failed, it still gave me a lot of insight as to what I could do. So that's why personal development in my eyes is one of the best investments you'll ever make. Because even though the product and the coach were a complete fucking dud, I would not do it again. But I wouldn't sign up to them again, but I wouldn't change anything about what I've done. I've spent that money, it's gone. And it was a, I suppose, a worst case situation of I spent that money and four months into the program, it was gone. Coach was gone. Everything about the business was gone because he fucked it up that badly. If that were a stock that I put 20,000 into, it would be gone. That's it. 20,000 out of here. But because it was personal development, exploring yourself in a totally non-sexual way, <laughs> exploring your mental capacity, emotional capacity, learning about who you are, what you do, and all of that stuff with the coaches, not the actual guy who ran the program, but the coaches he had employed, which are still, I still follow them on Instagram and they're fucking killing it. Shout out to everybody that uh, was a coach back then. You're absolutely killing it. I love you. Thank you. Um, but because it was personal development and it was about developing yourself, I didn't lose. Like, yes, I didn't get what I wanted, but I still didn't lose anything from that $20,000. It was still very much like if like absolute worst case scenario, at least I know that's always what I say. Worst case scenario, at least I know. And this was a worst case scenario. And now it is, at least I know. It got me started into the coaching business. It gave me foundations of what I need to know to be a good coach or to not be a bad coach, I suppose. So it gave me those fundamentals. So that's why personal development in my eyes is one of the best investments you'll ever make because even as a worst case scenario, you're still gonna learn everything about yourself and learn how you deal with adversity and all these random things that come into your life at any given point in time. Whereas if it were investing into a stock, the stock could do whatever the fuck it, it wants, completely crash and burn out. And then you're like, wow, I'm out of money. I'm back to where I started two years ago. Whereas personal development, even as a worst case, you're still gonna be better off than you were two years ago because yeah, you might be out of the money, but you're gonna learn so much about yourself and what not to look for in a coach and what to look for in a coach. So in my eyes, it's just a no brainer of like, what do I do with this two, three, five, eight, 10, 12, 15, $20,000 that's just sitting in my bank account. It's like, well, you can put it into stocks, you can put it into whatever. My advice is go get a coach because that is what changed my life. Starting with a coach, moving on to the next coach, moving on to the next coach, onto my current coach. And best decisions I've ever made. I wouldn't repeat the first 20,000, I'll tell you that, but I wouldn't change anything about what's happened because it's led me to where I am today. So, bit off topic with the motivation sort of standpoint, but this is why it's going to be super important to invest into yourself so that you can be proactive about your health so that you're going to save a lot more money in the long run. And it's better to have the first path of motivation of I want to do this for myself, because it's going to be a lot more motivating and you're going to see better results than I need to do this because the doctor told me to or I need to do this because my family member told me to. 
if you're doing something and it's your idea, you're going to follow it up a hell of a lot better as opposed to you need to do this. It's like, well, I don't fucking want to anymore. I don't know about you, but if I was doing the dishes and my mum came in and said, make sure you do the dishes, I'm fucking not doing the dishes because that's how I'm wired. Someone tells me to do something, it's not happening. But if you invite me in for a conversation as to how to help you, then I will do it. But if someone says you need to coach me, I'll be like, no, I fucking don't. Let me tell you why. And I will switch the perspective into, I don't need you, you need me. And that is 100% my belief of if I feel good about coaching the person, I will coach the person. But I'm not going to be, I suppose someone's going to be like, hey, you need to coach me because doctor said so. I'm like, well, fucking, you don't sound like a lot of fun to converse with considering all my coaching is based on communication. I don't want to be talking to an asshole for 12, 24 weeks. So find another coach, save yourself some money. I'll even recommend you to a different coach if I feel like I can't be fucked working with you goes against everything that's like, I want to help everybody. But at the same time, I know I need to help myself first so that I don't burn out because I know that if I take someone on that I'm not going to be motivated to coach, they're not going to get amazing results. They're not going to refer me. They're going to be out of money. They're going to tell people to avoid me. So that's why I'm selective with who I bring into the program because I don't want to coach an absolute fuckwit. Anyway, this is why I would love it if you explore your life right now and figure out where are you going to be five years from now, if you do your current habits, behaviors, lifestyle, and everything, and figure out if you like that person in five years or not, if not, be proactive about it, invest in yourself, invest in your health, invest in just everything that you want to be, because it's going to be the best thing that you'll ever do. Anywho, if you have questions on that, let me know. Make sure that you are following on Spotify so that you get notifications for when a new podcast comes up because at the moment they're being published beyond inconsistently. Otherwise, have the best week ever. I will speak to you all very soon and let me know if you have questions on this or just feedback or whatever. Get involved with the conversation because another Community Questions episode is coming up. So if you have questions that you want answered on the podcast or shit, you want to be a guest on the podcast and talk about your journey, let me know. I will figure it out. We will get it going and otherwise enjoy your week. Have an awesome time. I'll speak to y'all very soon.